Hello, this is your host, Tim Alanius. In this episode, I am passing the mic off to Landon DePasquale, WordPress expert, Scrum Master, and today's guest host for Lessons for Tomorrow podcast. Landon started working on WordPress sites back in 2005, and since he joined AmericanEagle.com back in 2019, he has evolved his primary focus on the enterprise level for WordPress implementations. With that being said, here is Landon. Welcome back to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast, the motivational poster in your ear. I am your guest host, Landon DePasquale, enterprise web strategist at AmericanEagle.com. In this episode, we're gonna be diving into the migration off of legacy monolithic platforms into open source technologies. To discuss this, I'm joined by special guest speaker from Pantheon, Aaron Walker. Aaron Walker is the vice president of sales over there. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Aaron, tell me a little bit about yourself. So a little bit about myself. I am 24 years in the IT industry, really specializing in the last 10 years in software, both middleware and digital marketing software. And so um, most recently, I joined the Pantheon team about six months ago and to build out our go-to-market strategy for education as well as our largest strategic customers. Fantastic. And tell me a little bit about who Pantheon is and what they do for those listeners who maybe don't know. Sure. So Pantheon is a a managed hosted web uh, service offering, offering development tools for customers that are currently using Drupal or WordPress as their CMS solution. And it is a, um, what I like to call an acceleration, right? Velocity play allows for your marketing team, your project management team, or your development team to actually make very quick modified changes on your website. And it does it in a governed body that allows for, for good governance and IT security infrastructure. Fantastic. And you mentioned, so WordPress and Drupal, which are the two largest open source platforms on the web right now. What made Pantheon decide to go for open source over more traditional monolithic platforms? Fundamentally, the way that we look at this is open source gives you the autonomy to, to make modified changes to your site, but not be on a proprietary software where you don't have access to your, your source code to make changes real time. And so what we did is we've really accentuated the fact that you have tools that you can use, your marketing team can use in an open source environment. And it's all built on the Google platform as well. Oh, fantastic. So let's take a step back here, actually. Um, so we may have listeners who don't aren't familiar with the terms monolithic platform or <laughs> open source technology. So can you give us a little rundown? What's the difference between a monolithic platform, maybe some examples of monolithic platforms, and then what is open source technology and how, how is it different? Yeah. So I like to oversimplify everything that I do, right? Keep it super simple. Uh, if I look at a monolithic platform, there are solutions that are currently in the market that give you an example, whether it's a site core or an Adobe AEM. These are platforms that you don't have access to code. When you buy these solutions from a CMS perspective, I like to say they're the Lamborghini of the CMS platforms. However, you're very restricted to what you can do. In a lot of cases, you have customers today. I have very large enterprise level customers that have on-prem technology that they are looking at what is the best path forward to actually move into a composable DXP type solution. And that is a heavy lift. It's a significant lift. And so when you look at it, an open source technology, you have the ability to actually move from a legacy on-prem perpetual based solution that has been very much, you've been closed off from what you've been able to do. If you're wanting to move into a cloud open source, you have the ability to do that. And you also have the communities and the associations that help you really accelerate your go-to-market in a cloud solution. Absolutely. The way that I like to think about it is Lamborghini is great, 
but it's not good if you need to go to the store and pick up milk or take your kids to school, right? Yeah. It's, you're not going to take it off-roading. There are things that it's really useful for, but there are other areas there it's just not the right fit. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about those benefits of open source then. So around things like WordPress and Drupal, um, especially at an enterprise level, how is open source able to fulfill some of those needs that are traditionally tied to hundreds of thousands of dollars in licensing fees? Yeah. So those hundreds of thousands of dollars in licensing fees still keep you boxed in, yeah. right? So if it's open source, obviously there's a large percentage of that that is free, right? But then you have the solutions like a Pantheon that would give you the ability to, to enhance and be able to make modifications very quickly across your entire enterprise, your enterprise stack. And the actual return on investment you're able to realize within 30 to 60 days, and in some cases, real time, right? And that is something you cannot do if you're you're working on a monolithic proprietary level software. Yeah. What does that realization look like for some of the customers you've worked with? Some of the customers. So give you a great example is uh, we actually have one of the a local school that is looking at how do I actually modify the website and provide better courses. Right. And they understand a lot like the University of Chicago here. They understand that they have to have a, a footprint from a web website traffic perspective that's going to give the, the student the exact same real-time advantages if they're going to Netflix or Facebook or, or to Amazon and they yeah. want something really quick on the site. With our AI uh, regression testing and how fast a customer can actually make modifications on the site, they can put courses up real-time based on clicks and site traffic and make modifications for the student. That's something that if you were to, if you were on a, let's say a site core type solution that would take development hours, an IT trouble ticket, and maybe within two to four weeks, you would have that, have a site up and running and making changes. Whereas your marketing team or project manager can make those changes real time. If you're on Pantheon or WordPress or Drupal in a matter of minutes to maybe a matter of an hour. That's incredible. Other than the efficiency that you can gain from the kind of speed that you get with open source, are there any other values that you see with with clients that pull in open source? Yeah, I think the biggest value is the ability to have cus that customization piece, mm -hmm. right? That is a huge value add Yeah, to definitely be able to give your developers and also your agencies the ability to make changes on the fly. That is a huge selling advantage. It's also um, just from a business perspective, it's a huge return. Have you seen any situations where companies are able to take that uh, return on investment, uh, maybe take some of that money that they don't use on licensing or, or some of the other pieces that are connected to the monolith and reinvest that in the platform? Have you seen any experiences there? Yes. So really in the retail, in the, in the um, airlines perspective, you're seeing where they're immediately investing in better performance. They reinvest in their e-commerce or they're reinvesting even from a CPG perspective, we're seeing that they're reinvesting in different avenues. CPG, I think not until COVID, right? There's a lot of what, what the CPG teams have done um, where they have taken and reinvested in recipes mm. of all things, recipes. So you have what was an e-commerce store being able to go out and maybe uh, buy directly from, from a CPG provider, or um, you see them doing different things that, that, that were catering to customers. But then you see an implementation of like more of a, a decision-making capability with CDPs. And you're seeing that the content that they're looking for and they're searching for is, is more on the recipe side, Yeah. right? So that reinvestment, especially with some of the larger ones here in the U.S., went directly into the recipe piece, right? So, yeah. Interesting. 
You also mentioned community a little bit. Tell me a little bit about the open source community. So the open source community and the Drupal Association are huge advocates, right? A community itself gives the gives each developer an opportunity to ask a trusted person, right? They know at the end of the day, this is a uh, an individual that's in the same community doing the same work. Why go and reinvent the wheel, right? And so uh, the associations and the communities do an, an exceptional job of helping each other and sharing code back and forth, what's worked well within one company versus another. And so the communities are very strong and they're advocates, right? They're advocates for Pantheon, they're advocates for, for Acquia and others. They know from an open source community what's trusted and they've done their due diligence and they love to share that back and forth. And from Pantheon's perspective, what we are doing is we've actually just recently opened up our community to do more gamification, right? Mm. The more that you're a trusted provider of accurate information into the communities, then there's there's the gamification that we like to to also give back to those communities. Very cool. I'm I'm less familiar with Drupal, but my experience in WordPress has been that the community is very uh, energetic. Uh, they're very passionate about what they do, and there very much is a sense of everyone kind of pulling together in the same direction to achieve some sort of end or some sort of goal. And I I found that to be really a cool part of the kind of open source. Yeah. a world that you don't see maybe in some of the other other areas. Absolutely. You love you love the fact that there's somebody that's gone down this path and you trust them. Yeah. Right? So we've talked about a lot of the benefits of open source, but are there any drawbacks? Are there any situations where you go, you know what, this isn't the right fit for this sort of customer, this sort of person at this time? Really, it depends on what the customer is, is looking for. I think there are a handful of customers out there that you know, they need they need something that's more out of the box it, in their swim lane. This is, you know, why would I go with, let's say, a, a site core, an Adobe AEM, and you want to have the ability to say, hey, this can scale. We have a significant number, uh, multi-million uh, site visits per day. There are going to be situations where, you know what, maybe a WordPress or a Drupal isn't the right fit. And from our perspective, we need to be able to really size that, understand what the customer's needs are. Um, and if they don't have a, a heavy developer practice or they don't want to go down that path, of doing their own customization and code, then we need to be able to, to have that transparent conversation with them. Absolutely. I think one of the other areas that I've seen around this is those sort of monolithic platforms are great if you need everything that the monolith provides, right? Yeah. Um, WordPress, for example, we, we've talked about this before. Search is not WordPress's strong suit. Uh, yeah. User management is not WordPress's strong suit. Uh, the the uh, media library and asset management is not WordPress's strong suit. There are ways that you can fill in those gaps of third-party tools. But if someone wants the one thing that does everything, WordPress is not usually that option. I'm guessing Drupal's probably the same way. It is. I think that Drupal does have a little more from an enterprise-grade right uh, ability, but you are correct on the WordPress side, right? And we have enhancements that are on our roadmap that would, like you said, third-party enhancement tools. There are some things that are on our roadmap, but they are more for 2024 yeah. and beyond um, so that we can enhance that for, for enterprise-grade customer. Fantastic. You've talked about it a little bit already, some examples you've seen of businesses um, getting greater efficiency from moving to open source. What are some other values that you've seen uh, with your clients moving to open source? I think the flexibility, the flexibility to actually uh, deploy, finding resources, right? So if you think about the fact that uh, from a development perspective, you need someone that has some level of experience in WordPress or Drupal, and finding those resources are actually much easier than some of the newer technologies. So if you look at some of the newer technology that, that's hitting the market in that monolithic world, right? 
They're going down this composable DXP stack and finding those resources and then paying for those resources is significantly greater than if you were with WordPress or Drupal, right? The open source community, I think that there are more, um, there are more people that are currently with that skill set. And so from a business standpoint, it's easier to find the resources, it's easier to deploy, and it's easier um, just to, to move your business faster. Interesting. When a business comes to a monolithic platform, there's a certain approach for going through digital in general, but specifically their website. What sort of transition needs to happen from a business standpoint when they move from that kind of monolithic mindset into the more open source mindset? Very transparent on this, this one. Um, we have we are building this muscle today, right? And this is why I'm with American Eagle today, is that when a customer is going down this path, the very first thing that needs to happen, often we will get an inexperienced buyer or we will get uh, someone that's coming to us and they're looking at and evaluating multiple different CMS solutions. What what should they look at, whether it be open source or or proprietary? The first thing that we, um, even from a, a sales perspective, we need to stop, put the brakes on everything and make sure that we go through fundamentally, what are you strategically trying to accomplish, right? Often we, from just from, from a, a Pantheon perspective, we're very quick to say, hey, let's answer all those questions for you and we'll get to the, to the finish line. And then, oh yeah, by the way, hey, you bought all this software, go figure it out, right? That's not the right way to do this, especially with a company like, like us that's growing so quickly. And we need to stop and really understand what are you trying to accomplish, bringing in the right partner at the right time and making sure we understand where your assets sit today. What are you trying to accomplish? Who needs to be a, a part of this? Are you looking for something that's going to be more customizable, easy to, to move on the fly? All of those questions have to be answered. Nine times out of 10, I am a piece of the solution. I am not the full solution. And so um, that's that's extremely important, right? So just to answer the question, should it go monolithic or, or should we go with a, a open source technology? That question should be answered after you go through a full strategic overview of what is it you're trying to accomplish. We don't do that enough. And I think just across the board, if that was the one thing I could evangelize out into the communities, that has to happen um, so that people are successful as they make the transition. Absolutely. As someone who's job it is to do that sort of strategic initiative, I think that that's a really valuable piece. Yeah. Um, I think it's incredibly important because as you just mentioned, when you're coming from that monolithic mindset and you're coming into a piece where you're just one slice of a much larger pie, that sort of kind of composed or split architecture becomes a much bigger piece that you need to understand and be able to engage with and find your place in that because you don't own the entire thing and you're not answering all the questions. Yeah. And that can be tough sometimes for folks. It's a different way of thinking about digital and uh, kind of architectural challenges that you face. Yeah. Just for me personally, for the last you know several years, that has been the differentiation. Being able to, to bring in um, partners, being able to, to really sit down and understand the longer term strategy. It actually makes me, from uh, from a customer perspective, much more of a trusted partner, right? Yeah, I'm trusted because I didn't rush to judgment, and that's extreme. I, I I can't cannot not hone in on the fact that that is extremely important in what what we do every single day, right? Because I can talk to you about Pantheon, I can talk to you about open source, but really fundamentally, it is the joint understanding of of what are you trying to do in your digital ecosystem, because for me. Things will grow yeah. right? naturally. Yep. That's going to naturally happen. Um, but really, I, 
it's it's really cool to see United Airlines and everything that United Airlines has been able to accomplish, even though they started off, you know, doing some things from a digital perspective on their intranet and on the inside yeah. piece of, of their business. But it's really cool to see a local customer take a step back. And matter of fact, with my sales team, I, I took a step back and said, wait a minute, let's really bring teams together. You have two different sides of your business. You have a customer facing piece. You have your intranet team. And how do we marry these two yeah. for the same common goal? Yes, it may have put six more months into a sales cycle. But in that six month period of time, we were able to take something that was going to be very small for an internal intranet team that was maybe 20 people and now have impact for the full airline across both the team that's that's customer facing as well as their intranet team. So their impact is significant. Yeah, the value that you're providing is much Huge. greater than what it would have been. Yeah. You have customers that come to you that maybe aren't as well versed in open source technology. What do you wish they knew or what do you, they wish they knew when they started down that path? So either what do you kind of if you could impose something into their head right now, you need to know this now. Or what have they told you as, as they've come to the end of this and said, oh, man, I really wish I'd known X before I started down this. More often than not, when they first come to, to us, they have done their due diligence. This is the great thing about customers now versus 15 years ago. They actually have the web. They have the ability to go learn yeah. a lot on their own. When they come to us initially for a net new customer, often it's a validation of what I've just researched, right? The difference between the two, I want the ability to have more, more changes, customizations within our, our own sub subset. So they, it's more of a validation on the, on the front end. On the back end, what they wish they had had known um, is really understanding what the man hours and work it was going to take in order to do the migrations, mm. especially when they're coming from a DIY, what we yeah. call do-it-yourself, homegrown CMS type solution. And now they've made the decision, hey, I'm going to go WordPress or I'm going to go Drupal. What they really wish they'd known is the amount of hours, where data sat, how many resources they needed um, before they actually started that project. 90% of the time. Yeah, everyone underestimates migrations and that's always the toughest part of any yes. project. And silly enough for, for Pantheon, so you have to have a giggle every once in a while. We we made it sound super simple for a customer and oftentimes it is, Yeah. Um, but oftentimes it's not. Yeah. So. Uh, the final question I have for you is around leadership. When you're talking to leaders who are risk averse, right, folks who don't necessarily want to try something that's, brand new. They they want to stay with the tried and true yeah. that they know has kind of taken them through previous iterations or previous experiences. How do you talk to those risk averse leaders about moving away from that monolithic architecture into something like open source? Every leader, every single leader that I have gone in to, to talk to, CIO, CMO, they are in the exact same boat. There's one thing that they absolutely want and need. They want to be able to look me in the eye and trust me, first and foremost. There has to be for, for us as well. We, we've been around for 13 years. It's not like we're fly by night. We definitely have 13,000 customers today that are on the platform and we are making enhancements and, and growing every single day. But the biggest piece that every, every leader needs and wants is they want direct access to our leadership team. They want to understand and know what's, where's their risk? What should they be looking out for? And how are we best going to fix it, right? So we're talking about their websites being up and every single, every single customer, it needs to be up 99.99% .99 of the time. 
and there needs to be a process where we're monitoring their traffic. There needs to be a process where they have access to see all of that. And there also has to be that direct line of communication that if something happens, they need to be able to come to us. So in my career, I have been extremely successful with being face-to-face -face with customers, being able to explain the technology, but more so, they need to be able to trust us. And I think that is something that a lot of companies, doesn't matter the company today, not just Pantheon, any company, you need to be able to sit down with these leaders and really explain to them the difference, what they're signing up for, how fast they're going to be able to move things within their organization, and the power that they're giving the marketing team, their project management team, and the IT team. Awesome. Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Is there anything else you wanted to mention before we finish up? No, it was a pleasure being here today. I appreciate every every bit of it. And I look forward to growing our partnership and growing our customer base. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for tuning in to the feature by listening to the Lessons for Tomorrow podcast. For more information about the topics discussed today, check out the description of this episode. If you want us to cover a topic or submit feedback, email us at lessonsfortomorrow at americaneagle.com and let us know. Be sure to follow this podcast wherever you listen to them to stay up to date with us. While you're at it, give us a rating and share this podcast with others to prepare them for the future. And don't forget to follow us on social media. This episode is brought to you by AmericanEagle.com Studios. I am your guest host, Landon DePasquale, and Tim will catch you in the next episode.